0: Hi everyone, I'm excited to share a clip from a new podcast, Fringe Network, Alien State. It's a fact that the government has expressed interest in UFOs, but now we're seeing it more and more in the public as new details are emerging every day. People are coming forward with these stories. Who are they and why now? This show will take listeners on a journey like none other to meet the people who are choosing to speak up. Fringe Network, Alien State is hosted by MJ Benias, the co-founder and editor at The Debrief, who's been covering the otherworldly as a romantic skeptic for nearly a decade. From his years of experience, he knows nothing is ever what it seems. Plus, he'll talk to a real-life man in black who's coming forward for the first time to talk about his investigations inside this strange world. Join MJ as he untangles the U.S. government's obsession with UFOs and the paranormal. Here's a quick clip from the show. Give it a listen. I mean, for a guy like me that
1: plays guitar for a living, I was like, what the have I done?
2: This is Tom DeLonge, former guitarist and singer for the pop punk band Blink-182, a band that needs no introduction if you went to middle school in the early 2000s.
1: Signed our first record deal, and I remember the very first check we got, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go spend like half of this right now on a computer so I can just like start looking up UFO I was working on something that could change the world.
2: Tom DeLong helped release something that turned my world upside down. And dear listener, he might have changed yours too, whether you know it or not. As for me, I've been covering the unexplainable for about a decade. It's been a long winding path that put me behind the microphone for this transmission. It started for me in 2011, when a friend told me I should meet a guy who, for the sake of protecting his identity, I'm going to call Roy. Roy and I agreed to meet at a small coffee shop in Winnipeg. That's in Canada. He waves me over to his table. He's a middle-aged man, a big guy, wearing heavy boots and a plaid shirt. I introduce myself. He looked me up and down, and, and then like a dam breaking, he began to tell me his story. One night, while he was in bed, three or four small gray beings entered his bedroom. They were about four feet tall with large, dead black eyes. Their mouths never moved or opened. They glided in, silent and calm, as if this was routine. They approached Roy in bed and held something above his head. It was a silvery tube with a sharp point, like a metallic icicle. The sharp point slowly descended. Roy just lay there frozen with fear as this device edged closer and closer. And then, he felt the sharp point touch his head, sending a jolt of cool electricity through his body. He blacked out. The next morning, he woke up in bed, drenched with sweat. Sitting across from me, Roy took a sip of his coffee. He looked around as if to make sure no one was listening, spying. Then... He pulled up a photo on his phone and showed it to me. It was a picture of his scalp. A large, bloody gash was visible under blood-soaked hair. He said this happened several times a week for nearly a year. These visitors appeared just as Roy's life started to unravel. He told me he'd hurt his neck and he had to leave his job. He was relying on disability payments to survive. His wife and adult son left him. His life was no longer recognizable to him, and it was in that moment that these unrecognizable creatures showed up. When I met Roy, I was doing research into subcultures, people who existed at the fringe of society. I didn't really believe his story, at least in the same way he did. I thought, this guy needs to see a doctor or a therapist. After this meeting, I knew I wanted to understand Roy and people like him. believers Experiencers, people who know that aliens, poltergeists, and the things that go bump in the night, exist. To be clear, I've never had an experience myself, and I'm not really a believer. I consider myself a romantic skeptic. I need evidence, but I'm open-minded enough to know we have a limited understanding of this strange existence. I started seeking out more people like Roy. My work led me to eventually become Vice's go-to weird-shit journalist for a while. Then, with some other journalists, I started The Debrief, a news site where we cover stuff that seems sci-fi with journalistic integrity. Roy put me on that path. Then in 2016, that path forked. I started hearing from men with legitimate government credentials who claimed they'd worked on some pretty out-there programs or seen some very weird shit. People like a medical doctor who told me he was involved in a large-scale medical study involving military personnel who had been injured by UFOs. I thought back to Roy's silent visitors. These were stories that chipped away at my understanding of reality and forced me to wonder... Are these things real? Maybe the truth is out there. As I dug into the claims these government men were making, I started to feel like a journalist out of a B-movie. I was convinced that my email had been hacked. I, I bought a massive whiteboard. Push pins and red yarn were probably next. It was maddening. As enticing as the bits of information I was getting were, they didn't form a solid picture. There was enough to imagine, but never enough concrete evidence. If there was a smoking gun, or a smoking spacecraft, it seemed like all I was going to see was the smoke. And then, less than a year later, in 2017, these videos came out. Videos of unidentified flying objects that looked like nothing from this planet.
0: So it's rotated.
2: My little project exploded into the headlines, and it happened. Because of the Blink-182 guy? For a while, it seemed
1: like Tom DeLong's obsession was just a bad joke. People thinking I'm crazy or, or laughing it off, I just go, I know things you don't. And I think a lot of the time they wanted to get me on there because they knew I would say something crazy. When the WikiLeaks stuff came out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, oh, my God. I was like shitting my pants.
2: But somehow, DeLong's company led the release of videos that are now
0: infamous.
2: (laughs) 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 Once these were out, everything changed. The US government start talking about getting to the bottom of unexplainable sights in the sky, and they weren't ruling out otherworldly visitors. We've been told now that this is the real deal, that the information is credible, that this is stuff we should no longer laugh at. And I don't think we should laugh about it. But I know from nearly a decade covering the weird shit beat, nothing is ever
1: what it seems. I wanted to get into the government to learn the secrets and find out what the heck's really going on. You guys don't mind going in the bathroom real quick? Go ahead. No, no, I mean all of us so we can strip down, make sure there's no covert mics.
0: I mean, the whole thing is just Shh, sketchy.
2: I'm MJ Benias. From something else, this is Fringe Network, Season 1,
1: Alien State. This is f***ing real, and it's real important, and it's not all good.
2: Fringe Network, Alien State. Available now. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to binge all episodes, or listen weekly wherever you get your podcasts.
0: If you enjoyed this clip, subscribe to Fringe Network Alien State on Apple Podcasts to binge all episodes now or to listen weekly wherever you get your podcasts.